Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my home. Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. This is Eye on Real Estate, and I'm Dottie Herman. And, of course, we're the only talk radio show that is about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. We're also your go-to source for advice and information We've got a great panel of experts here every week just waiting for you to call us. So the calls are free. Call us at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. My co-host, Attorney Jerry Feeney, is with me. Well, he's going to be with me. I think he's uh, it's raining out and he's having a hard time finding a space to park, but he'll be here in two minutes. So I'll tell him good morning when he gets here. Um, and, of course, you all know that Jerry is one of the most knowledgeable lawyers in the real estate industry. And, of course, his expertise is real estate. And I always tell you, when you're going for a divorce, use a divorce attorney. If you're going for real estate, make sure you use a real estate attorney. And, of course, if you have any questions um, or quandaries that you'd like to ask Jerry's advice about, please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. Our financial financial mortgage expert, uh, who is usually with me, Ace, wanted to sue Parp, is uh, out today. But I have Glenda (laughs) Winter Irving, who actually – hi, good morning, Glenda – Good morning, Dottie. How are you? I'm good. I just got back from Washington, D.C., and it is, you think it's raining here? It's torrential. It's flooded. It's, um, oh, goodness. can't get through streets. I, it's, it's horrible out there. Horrible. Yeah, I just got back from Philadelphia, and it was much the same. Yes, yes. It was, uh, days of rain and flooding. But anyhow, as, as those of you who've listened to our show from the very beginning know that. Glenda was with us from the very beginning. Yes. Um, how long is it, Glenda? How long? First of all, you've been doing mortgages forever, but how long? You've been on the show from when we started. I was on it um, right at the start. Yes. So, um, yeah, and on it quite regularly back then, wasn't I? I wasn't just filling in if Ace was around. No, you were quite regularly. a regular, 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 and everyone loves yes. you, and including everyone in our company, everyone who knows you, and she's really crackerjack. And again, she's with Citizens, and uh, Citizens Bank uh, 
has helped thousands of people get mortgages, renovate their homes, or plan for their retirement, education, family yes. wealth management, you name it. And yes. last week, citizens announced that they would accept income from Air A and B. Airbnb, that's right. Yeah, air and on loan applications, making them one of the only three banks to accept Airbnb. Uh, mm-hmm. Citizens is a caring bank who's interested in helping the average family. In 2016, Citizens Bank employs employees provided more than 89,000 hours of volunteer service. The offer they offer so many different types of loans. And Lindsay would be happy to answer any of your questions, so please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. Now, obviously, I am up early to begin with, but of course, I'm up early for this show. And as I was driving to the station with Jerry, who I love, we were talking about the royal wedding because it was on at probably at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And I was up for and it. And I was up too. <laughs> and, and I was up too. Yeah. I, I can't stand the monarchy, but I'm never going to miss one of their weddings. <laughs> no. I love the monarchy. I yeah. Know. Well, you're a royalist. And yeah. Prince, no, but, but Prince Harry oh, uh, beautiful. Beautiful. married American Meghan Markle this morning. And uh, it was a lovely, lovely ceremony. And really... Shows what the world is today. It really was like different, diverse. Than, and it's very new. diverse. And actually, one of the songs that they played at the wedding uh, was "Stand by Me." It was beautiful, beautifully sung. One of my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really a great wedding, and it was uh, kind of with all the bad things going on in the world. It was something that I guess is aired universally all over the world is probably watching. And uh, there was a lot of love and you could see it in their eyes and you could see with all the people there. And it was just one of those things that real was just so nice to see love and happiness. Yeah, it was nice to uh, not have to talk about politics for a day and just look at this kind of fantasy wedding. I like the Now, I just you, want you them didn't... to know, though, okay, I want Prince Harry and, and, and Meghan Markle to know that although they'll be living in Britain, uh, that they might still want to buy a condo in Manhattan. Well, they need a New York property. Okay, yeah. I think they need one. and Or a house in the Hamptons. So if they do, they should call me at Douglas Elliman, and I'll take personal care of them. And uh, I've sent Prince Harry my email. I'm sure he's overloaded. But in just his case, yeah. because, call. you know, hey, got a few things they're going to be back and forth, I'm sure. Oh, they need a place here. And, you know, the uh, royal title, which was bestowed this morning, is a tongue twister. She's the Duchess of Sussex, which is the Dus Duchess, Duchess of, of Sussex. 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 Oh, yeah, I'm it's a tongue a twister. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, um, just a little comment from the fashion. She's beautiful, so no matter what she puts on, no, she's going to look beautiful. Oh, but I didn't good. love the gown. It was a beautiful gown. I, lo- I mean, anything she wears looks great on her. What did you like but about it? It was just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I like plain. I like simple. I don't like anything that's gaudy. I mean, I love Princess Diane, but that dress that she wore when she got married was over the top. Well, yeah, yeah. So it was a different okay. I just thought, you know, I don't know. I just thought I, 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 I just thought maybe it was a little just maybe a little lace, something, whatever. But she was gorgeous. It was understated. Yes. Well, I with think a, she should be understated. I with think a 30-foot train, it was understated. Yeah, well, it, well, you know, just whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyhow. But on, did you know on the veil, all those little embroidery, you know, mm-hmm. flowerets and so forth around the outside of the veil, 
was a representative of each of the 53 countries of the Commonwealth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. The news station I was listening to didn't mention it. That's because I didn't know it. Okay, so I don't even know what I was listening to, but that that really says a lot. But it was a beautiful ceremony. It was a beautiful day. And uh, I think it was, it's nice to see a little love in the world. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I couldn't believe I was up for it, but I was. Okay. I couldn't believe you were up for But if you have any questions for real estate, you can email me at radioshow at element.com if, uh, or uh, you can call us at 866-970-9622. You can also visit me on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, later on in the show, we will have a great guest at 11, and her name is Sally Korchek from Elevis, and she is... Well, she has led Merrill Lynch, Smith Barney's, and City Private Bank as a CEO and was called the last honest analyst by Fortune magazine, realizing that the investing industry has been, frankly, by men for men and has historically kept women from achieving. I don't know if they've kept women from achieving their financial goals. Her life's mission is to unleash women's financial power and get them invested into their biggest goals. Let me say this, and I don't. Um, I, I, I will say it kind of quickly, but I think that women generally were not involved with in, in investment strategies or, or investing money. Mm-hmm. Now, not all parents were involved with that, like my father certainly wasn't. I mean, he paid the bills. He put money in the bank. He bought his house, but he didn't have any sophisticated uh, investment strategies. So it depends on on your parents, but for the most part, whether your parents were sophisticated or not, women really were never involved in those conversations about investments and how to make money. And uh, we are finding that the venture capital money that helps people go into business, uh, a very small amount is is really given to women. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm uh, on that cause, and again, men, don't take this the wrong way. I love men, but I think it's got to be a little bit fairer and a little bit more equal. So I'm pushing with a, uh, a lot of women I know who do to, to really help women get more knowledgeable about investing, not be so scared of it, and also for women in businesses who have the right business model and the right uh, – but just need some some money to get seed money to get started. Hopefully that we'll have a fund that lends to them. So she'll be on the show, and I'm anxious to talk to her. Today, by the way, is Armed Forces Day, and God bless our men and women who are serving in the Armed Forces this day and every day. And on this day in 1962, Marilyn Monroe performed her famous rendition of Happy Birthday at a party for guess who? President John F. Kennedy. Who could remember that? Well, oh, who could forget that? Because that, yeah. you know her voice. And on this day in 1981, the Empire State Building was designated as a New York City landmark. Hmm. Do you know what else was declared as a landmark just last week? What? Last week, the city designated Coney Island's boardwalk a scenic oh. landmark, and it celebrated its 95th birthday last Tuesday. And, you know, the, I, I didn't really. The famous waterfront promenade now, which spans about 2.7 miles, opened May 15th in 1923. I like Coney Island. Yeah, fun. well, yeah. I haven't been there for a long, long, long. 
Most of Brooklyn's waterfront was privately owned before the 20th century. So uh, Coney Island has played a big part in the history of New York since Henry Hudson docked his ships off its coast in 1609. That's a little history Hmm. for you. And here's a question. Why is Coney Island called Coney Island? Anyone have an idea? Um, I don't know. Okay. Because when the Dutch people arrived on Coney Island, there was a large population of rabbits. So they named it Rabbit Island, mm-hmm. which translates to Coney Island in English. Oh, really? Yeah. So now you can maybe get an answer right on Trivial Pursuit or kind of bring uh, it up at a party yeah, with nobody will say, wow, well, where'd you learn that from? That's a good one. Last Later, tens of thousands of swimming pools are going to be opened next week in New York City. And I thought we'd talk for a minute about swimming pools. But I have a whole lot of topics to talk to you about. And uh, one of them is the only good reasons to walk away from the sale. Uh, Before we go a little further, uh, I just want to take a quick question from Tilly from Brooklyn. Good morning, Tilly. Good morning. I have a timing question and lack of funds. Anyway, I'm interested in buying an apartment. I have enough for the um, the down payment, you know, the 10%, 20%, whatever. But I have a house, and I, I, have to sell, I have a mortgage on the house. So I want to sell the house in order to buy the apartment. That timing, I don't know if many people who are interested in selling an apartment are willing to wait. Mm. Okay, so you want to buy the house. I want to buy the apart. I want to buy an apartment. Right. And when did you found this apartment already? Well, no, I haven't I haven't found it. But I'm just wondering what would happen if I found an apartment that I was really interested in and had enough money for the down payment. I have a house that I want to sell. It's it's um, a mortgage. It's, it's a, there's a mortgage on it. How do I time it? Okay, well, there's a couple of issues that I see. Um, First of (laughs) all, the house that you would buy, um, the apartment that that you would buy, assuming you found one, uh, would you eventually, you would take a mortgage on, would you eventually use the money? Do you have a lot of, would, would you have money left from the sale of your home? Or would yeah. you, you would? Because, I would Glenda, I was, I was kind of figuring out mortgage-wise, <laughs> if you found the property you liked, an apartment you liked, and you first tried to get a mortgage on I it. I might. I might have enough. I might, it might just be the same amount. No, I, mm. I understand that. But when, let's just assume that now you put your house for sale. And right. let's assume that you, two weeks from now, find the apartment that you want to purchase. And well, you, how about if I find the apartment first? That's what I said. Let's assume that you find the apartment you want to purchase. Okay. Yeah, first, and you, and you haven't sold your house yet. You, right. You then have to apply for a mortgage. And you're, on you're, the apartment. On the apartment. And you're, you're going to show debt right. on your original house because you have a mortgage on that. Right. So. This is. This is a common issue that we see yeah. where people want to – and in the old days, they would do something called – A bridge. Bridge financing. Those, bridge days, those yeah. days are gone. You know, uh-huh. the first step for you is a banker, and luckily for you, we have a good one on the line with Glenda. But let me just, <laughs> let me just first say that 
you know, I sometimes encounter people who think they have enough to hold both at the same time, meaning... I don't. Okay, you don't. So that's out of the question then. So you must sell close My on house. the sell before you can close on the buy. The right. o- the Are only, they willing to the, wait? Yep. The only way to do that safely is to get a contingency uh, in the contract which says to your seller when you buy, look, I'm going to go into contract with you. I'm going to put money down, but I cannot close and you cannot force me to close until I close on my other property. And if I don't within some period of time, then we can kill the deal and I get my money back. It's hard yeah, to find. Are they willing to do that, though? Are hard, they willing to do that in this market? It's hard to find. People it would be that hard. Do that. You'd yeah. have to find. I don't want to say impossible, but yeah. you'd have to find somebody who was not particularly really motivated to sell now. And yeah. maybe you would give them a little incentive and give them a little extra money because, and somebody who doesn't really care if they sell it or not, you know, and, and somebody who might, or somebody who might really ideally want to get in on today's prices, but doesn't really have to move or want to move or for two years or something, because I don't know how long it's going to take you to sell your property. And that's mm-hmm. really going to depend on how, how you price it. Right, exactly. So obviously the lower you, you know, I mean, there's a shortage of apartments, so it should sell quickly today. Yeah, the house, the apartment will sell quickly. Well, what you're selling, the house that you live in now, is that a house or is that an apartment? It's a house. Okay, it's a house. And have you at least had it kind of a broker come and tell you what they think it's Mm -hmm. worth? Yes. And in this area, they pay cash a lot. <clears throat> so if they were to pay cash for your house, because mm-hmm. I kind of think it's safer, unless you found something that you love already, I, mm-hmm. I kind of think it's safer. Even if I had to go into a short-term rental, mm-hmm. I would tell you sell your house. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Because okay. otherwise it's going to cost you extra money that you don't need to spend. And you're yeah. also going to have to probably, you know, take, maybe you'll take an offer that's not as high as it could yeah. be just to rush. Exactly. Okay. And to me, we can find a short-term rental for you. You could put your, your you know, whatever furniture you have if you want in storage for a couple of months. And this uh-huh. way you can take a deep breath. You can know that you got your money. The people yeah. got their mortgage. And okay. then... Hey, there's always going to be an apartment. Unless you found something that you would tell me, I'm so in love with this apartment, I have to have it. I would say that's the best and the safest way and will cost you the least yeah. amount of money. And you're in a better negotiating yeah. position when you're sitting there with cash in the bank. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And you'll get okay, a better mortgage and, and you will get a better mortgage rate because you will uh, exactly. not have that debt. Exactly. Right. I was just wondering if you happen to know some secret thing that I could do. Yeah, well, there's um, always a secret <laughs> thing, but you don't. If you don't, but, but why do it if you have to spend more money to do it? It's, it's not true. that you found it's something true. that you have to have right now. Okay, thank you so and much. And by the way, Tilly, May is the best month to sell. It's the best for home sellers, according to the uh, analytics I have, which mm-hmm. found that the average seller gains five point nine percent more uh, than market value because it's the highest month. So. Put that house on the market in May. <laughs> well, how about if if I sold the house? Stay on for the break, and we'll be right back with yeah, you. Yes, stay on, Tilly. We just okay, have to take a okay. quick break. I just thought of something. If I... you thought of something, stay on. We'll be right back.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm Jerry Feeney, our legal expert. Glenda Wins Irving, our financial expert, and of course me, Dottie Herman, I guess your real estate expert. Um, you can call us at 866-970-9622. We're on the line with Tilly, who wanted to know how she would buy an apartment while she hadn't sold her house yet. And of course you can do it, but we don't think there's any reason to do it since... Uh, Sell your house first, and then if you have to take a short rental. But you had an idea, Tilly, that you wanted to tell us? Yes. How about if I sell the house with the contingency that I don't move out for a couple months? If you can find I a buyer, sell it the, for cash. You well, you can do that. do that. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. if a buyer is willing to do that, but here's the trick. Yeah. couple right. of things. Yeah. If a buyer is willing to do that, fine. But then uh-huh. you have to put a, a time in there, Right. So yeah, what if right. you don't find an apartment in three or four months? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought of that, too. And, but and well, but, may, but maybe somebody who doesn't really need to. But, Glenn, I, I, I'm also wondering how, but that buyer would have to apply for a mortgage. And, yes. and Glenda, how, no, how cash. long? It's cash, cash. Oh, so you're only accepting cash? No, I, I, will, uh, I accept cash for selling my house. Yes, but so in other words, you're not going to take any person that wants to pay, mortgage. take a mortgage? Yes, I will not. Well, I you're going not. to eliminate a lot of your market. A lot market. of people. You're going to have to take Yeah, less. that's okay. That's all right. In this particular neighborhood, that's what they want to do anyway. Uh huh. Well, don't. So if I. But so I mean, that's your I, right, but just don't believe all you hear because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of people don't pay cash, even if they haven't. So there uh-huh. are some. But if you took cash, well, then you wouldn't have to worry about them getting a mortgage or anything like that. So right. that wouldn't be an issue. I just right. would say that, well, you know, you'd have to put a window in a window. There of like how long. And then if they agree okay. to it, if you didn't find an apartment, then you'd go back to plan B and get a short term rental. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks for calling. Have a stay, stay, stay dry. It's wet outside. Thanks, yeah. Tilly. Okay. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Bye. That's interesting. You see, there's a lot of ways to do things. It's yeah. all what works for you. By the way, the inventory is at all-time lows, and that's uh, uh, across the country, and they are driving home prices up, according to the National Association of Realtors. I just came back from Washington. I got back last night, and I was there with all their data and their, all their uh, analytics and what their predictions are. And so during the, the next couple of weeks, I'll go through some of that. Uh, but increases occurred in nearly every corner of the United States, rising in 91% of <coughs> measured markets. Hmm. So uh, we've uh, been increased. Uh, we've been increasing mostly all over the country. Uh, the worsening inventory crunch through the first three months of the year inflicted even more upward pressure on home prices, and that's from the NAR chief economist Lawrence Young. So what's happened is because of such a lack of inventory, mm-hmm. then there's more demand than there is inventory. So that push, push is prices higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So the you know so that's really what's happening. So if you have a home, you probably sell it quickly. But if you're a buyer, you need to be prepared. You need to know what you like, know what you can spend. Have Glenda or or Ace or somebody at Citizens pre qualify you, so that when you find that house, you can move, um, because they don't last long. So you you need to really. Get out there, see what's out there, because it's kind of very strategic now, wouldn't you say? You have to be yeah, strategic. and you have to be able to move quickly, too. Now, with interest rates rising, and I, they didn't rise. Do you, do you expect another couple of rises uh, of interest rates, Glenda? I think that it, a lot of people have been expecting another couple of rises of interest rates. But interesting, this year, say another half a percent this year, say we might see 5%, you know, on the um, ordinary, on the conforming loans. Um, but I've just started seeing articles recently which are perhaps suggesting maybe not another half a percent. So I think, yes, we all were, were quite confident we were going to see rates at 5% by the end of the year, but maybe not. Maybe not. So it's a it's a guess. But um, if yep. you do find a home you like, don't as I said, don't buy something just because of interest rates possibly rising. Because I don't think there are they're still relatively they're low. They're very low historically. Okay. And I was but if somewhere. you do find something, yeah. you're better off doing it now than taking a chance. Um, yes. By the way, but if you're looking for an area that's cheap, I just thought I'd oh, really? just tell you in case you want to move mm-hmm. there, anybody. You have one? Uh, these yeah. are the metros that are the, with the cheapest median home prices, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Illinois, Decatur, Illinois, with a median home price of $73,000. Cumberland, Maryland, which is the median price of 86200 Youngston, Youngstown, Warren, Boardman, Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's some mouthful. Uh, 91.3. And right here in our New York area, New York, Elmira with 100,800. I know Elmira. That's and near Binghamton where I came from. And Binghamton with 103. Oh, but the problem. So you see, New York is very diverse. Is it has the highest and the lowest. The only problem with Binghamton and Elmira Find is, a job. is you have to live there. Well, no, you have to find a job there, too, unless you want to do farming. Big thing. There's other things it's up fun. there. There's, but now, don't, I don't need any more hate mail from Elmira people. You know, I love Elmira. No, we, it's, a little, it's a little dry and boring. We do. But if you want quiet, it's a great place to but go. But again, inventory is low. But I mean, for and those first prices. time home buyers are learning. Those millennials are learning to move quickly in tight markets. Finally, rising prices and slim supplies are making this spring challenging. And so you got to be smart about this. Uh, so millennials are not late to the market like they're late to everything else. No, they know what's going on. Yeah, right. um, they know what's going on. The ones that that are are, are serious about getting mm. out there, first of all, have gone online have looked mm-hmm. at prices, have gone to open houses, and have gone to, hopefully, Ace or Glendale yeah, or Citizens Bank and known exactly. exactly how much they can get. They've had their credit checked so that if there's any problem with their credit or there was some mistake, and a lot of times it's just a mistake and it'll make your interest rates higher. They've, they've done that. Hmm. They have pre-qualified 
and they're ready to go. And when they see the property, they know because when a salesperson says, hey, listen, you got to buy this. You better buy it now. If not, someone's going to outbid you. Right. You tend to say, oh, come on. Is this a sales pitch? Okay. The truth is, I don't want you to have to think of anything as a sales pitch. I want you to know yourself. And the only way you know yourself is to see what's going on out there, see the trends, see the inventory, see how quickly things are selling, all right? And when you have all your ducks in order, if this is the home that you want, you need to move on it and you can't really negotiate too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, the higher the house, I mean, the more money the house is, I guess the more, you know, squiggle room you have. But really, in this kind of market, it's not a market where you really have a lot of leverage in negotiating. So... That's my advice to that. Now, in case you're interested, there was a whole thing about Trump and uh, the judge ruled in New York that they can remove Trump's name. I think they still have to pay. Um, In the building license agreement, uh, the condo board paid Trump $1 to use his name for the purpose of identifying the building. And I believe they were able, it's just one building that wanted to do this that I know of, but I believe the judge ruled it was okay as long as they paid whatever... uh, Oh, they paid him his fee. His fee, yeah. So it's kind of like if you were uh, – because a lot of the Trump buildings are not owned by Trump. Right. He licenses his name oftentimes with the – It's like McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, these are names, but they're all different owners. Mm. Uh, but I will say Trump's buildings are kept up very well. So I have um, – th- I don't know if you think this is right or not, but I have the story. A Midtown man who was ordered by a judge to stop displaying an American flag outside his condo window is refusing to surrender. Yeah. Eddie Desmond, whose father fought in the Korean War and whose grandfather served in World War I, has instead turned old glory on her head flying his flag upside down in protest of the judge's ruling and saying it will remain that way until a building official comes to take it down. When you fly the American flag upside down, it's a distress signal, Mm -hmm. he told the Post. It's not to be used lightly, he said. It's life and liberty they are at stake. And the Manhattan Supreme Judge Fran Perry on Friday started with board members who had sued the 50-year-old union man uh, to move, remove his two foot five by four foot five stars and stripes. Where was it? Out the window? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, I wanna, I, I, we have a break. I just want to talk about yeah, this let's for a talk few about minutes that, because it's kind of, there's no right or wrong, but I, I guess it's all different. I'd like to hear everyone's opinion. We'll finish the story right after the break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we were talking about a a ruling of uh, a man that was hanging his flag in his uh, apartment on 516 West 47th Street. And since Jerry's the attorney, and the, 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 he ruled that it was the American flag, and he had the right to that, that he had the right to hang it. And Jerry, you want to? Yeah, I, I read I read the quick decision in the 
during the break. And it seems like the, the issue here was that the board was objecting because he screwed the pole into the windowsill, um, penetrating the membrane of the building and violating the rules of the condo, which say you can't put or attach objects to the exterior of the building. Um, which is true. Most buildings have this rule. I, I hear it's. I hear the sensitivity of it. It's the flag. I, I fly a flag at my house on the weekend, and I love I love flying the flag, and I'm very proud of it. But you know, there's a balancing. You can't just screw it into the side of a building, damage the membrane, and say, well, because it's American flag, they've got to let me. I think that this is a classic case where hopefully. They could have sat down in a room before it got to litigation and said, look, let's figure out a way to you know, honor your dad who fought in the war. I get it. And that's very important to honor him. But we can't have people uh, you know, penetrating the exterior. Maybe we can you know, hang it in the window, for example. I think the other limitations that people have to look at are when you're living in your own home, a freestanding residential home, you can pretty much put a flag everywhere if you want. Yeah, you have a lot more freedom. All right, but yeah. when you're living in a building with as many apartments, I guess if he can put his flag, then everyone else probably whatever flag they wanted to put or whatever. Or so, attaching things to the exterior of the building again, whenever they wanted to. Yeah. I always stress whether you're buying a co-op or you're buying a condo, before you should buy those, you should really look at the bylaws and the rules of what they allow you to do, what they don't allow you to do. You know, right. I've had people that can't even walk their dogs. Uh, it happened to a very close family member of mine where he was at a pool, like that was a you know a shared pool, uh-huh. and he had the radio on. Uh-huh. They didn't like and a that. person's, you know, and he said it wasn't loud. Right. And the person didn't even say anything. If the person had said, like, can you lower the radio, he would have. But they didn't. And they went and reported him to the co-op, uh, uh. to the condo board. And he was furious because, yeah. like, the man didn't even say, like, would you please? So I think to Jerry's point, if you sit down and talk to people, that's the best way to do it. But also you have limited, you have less rights when you're living in a building with a lot of other people than you would have than if you had your own home. And that's something that's an individual decision. It's the classic slippery slope that we worry about in the law. You know, if he's allowed to do that, then if I want to, you know, attach some banner to the outside of the building and screw it into the to the facade, I can do it. All of a sudden you got a hundred of these. Um, I think the judge probably made the right decision. I think this was a tough case. But uh, I would have wanted to sit down and try to mediate this one yeah. and see if there's a way to. Now I was telling you how scarce, um, <laughs> how scarce St. Victoria is. I thought this was a uh, stitch eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. In case you have a question, you want to call. Uh, but this was in San Francisco, and apartments are so scarce there. This is crazy that 95 apartments were promised at affordable rent in San Francisco. So 6,580 people applied for $1,200 a month, which is very affordable in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. The rents are off the wall. And here's what you got. (laughs) You get a bedroom. Uh-huh. A share of time in the bathroom. A, a share, share of time so in the to, bathroom. So you have to book your time yes. in the bathroom? A share of time in the bathroom. <laughs> I really don't want to go further on that. No. That seems tricky on how you can time everything. Yeah. Can't, okay. can't always time nature. One vegetable drawer and one shelf in the fridge okay. and two cupboards above the stove. So you better. And that's 1,200. You better get along with people. Almost 7,000 people apply. Oh, so yes. things no. are tough. Yes. And you know what? You'd be surprised what people are willing to do. To, now, 
Could you live someplace outside of there? Yeah, you could for cheaper. But people that want to be in San Francisco want to be there. I guess when we were, you know, in our early 20s, that maybe we would have done something like that. Now, not, not, not I, I, I need, Dottie, you need a little bit more than I don't even time want to and, stay over people's homes. Yeah. You know, my home is still not done. It's two years that I well, started renovations <laughs> in the Hamptons. You can't be impatient. And everyone's like, stay in my house, stay in my house, stay in my house. And I'm just not good. I like to have my own space. I'm an insomniac. I cannot sleep, so therefore... But I told you, come up to the I, lake, you'll have your own room. Yeah, and, therefore, like, yeah. I'm walking around at night, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff, and I don't, you know, some people sleep early, so... But in any event... I told you, your house should have its own Twitter feed. Uh, yes, yes. And update the world. By the way... Renovation. Brooklyn might have won the prop, you know, popularity contest. It's very popular, but Manhattan's still the home to the highest city. The city's highest owners still live in Manhattan. Um, right. Uh, that's the upshot from a Bloomberg analysis of household earnings by Zipco. Um, zoom out a notch, though. Manhattan loses its luster compared to the tiny suburbs in the tri-state air area. In fact, half of the top 20 zip codes in the north Northeast are commuter towns in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Long Island. Mm-hmm. I would believe that. Mm-hmm. A lot of so, wealthy By the way, and- I, I know when I first came to the Hamptons, when I opened in the Hamptons 20 years ago by scratch, and so they're like, oh, you're from Up Island? Up Meaning, Island? Oh. Up Island was their expression for, yeah. you're not born in the Hamptons? Oh, yeah. Well, no one's born. Most of the people are not. They're all phonies. <laughs> other than, but anyhow, uh, other than like, Paul yeah, Brennan, like, he's born in the Hamptons. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Up Island. Oh. I know. They have 7-Elevens. And, of course, now Southampton has 7-Elevens. They do, too. Yeah, exactly. And they have shopping malls. They have a car wash. I said, well, you know, it's nice to have to... There's a car wash in Southampton. So I said, well, I really didn't know it was a slum. I said... So they said to me, well, okay, up island. And then I took an article that was in one of the magazines with the highest zip codes, and they were all over the Hamptons, and they were in Long Island. They were up island. They were up island. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Yeah. Okay. I got scolded for referring to the Hamptons as Long Island. I said, I'm going. Oh, yeah, they don't call it Long Island. It's not Long Island, Jerry. It's the Hamptons. Okay. (laughs) It's funny. It's just funny. And by the way, as all the suburbs, there's such beautiful areas all over. And of course, I love the Hamptons, but... Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. What are, so what are some of the winners on these local uh, suburbs? Like Bronxville, I bet, is on the list. Bronxville. Well, I don't know about Bronxville. Bronx. I don't think... So. I see it's got to be small, but I, I, I can tell you some parts of the North Shore of Long Island are. Mm-hmm. The little towns in Westchester. Uh, I actually will... Next week, give you the top twenty oh, yeah, zip codes. I just list. don't yeah. have it on me. Okay. Uh, and they're in the, that are in the tri-state area. And um, but Harrison, New York, was the home to the Northeast's highest owners with an average. Well, of 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 actually an AGI of of almost a million dollars. Harrison, I mean, I, I yeah. confess, I don't know exactly where Harrison. And is. then it says. Uh, Gladwine, Pennsylvania, and Western Massachusetts followed, with the only other averages above 850,000. And New Jersey's first entrant was Far Hills at fourth, while Riverside, oh. Connecticut, was sixth. Hmm. Gee, and I would have guessed differently, but who am I to say? 
Yeah, it would not have been on my what guess. they use, and 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 really, it really depends on what they lo- use. By the <gasps> way, they might, and they think they should. They might bring a new, uh, a, a pedestrian-friendly traffic signal, maybe coming to the city's most dangerous intersections, and I'm all for this. And it's called the Barnes Dance, the Barnes Dance signal, named after mm-hmm. New York City Traffic Commissioner Henry Barnes. And it halts all the traffic for a given time, allowing pedestrians to cross at any corner they please. So, in other words, there's no traffic. It just stops it. Here's what I would – I like that idea, but here's what I would rather see. I would rather see them enforcing the cars turning, yielding to pedestrians. It drives me crazy well, then when the light them. turns. Oh, yeah. You think the mayor is going to respond to my Well, letter? not really. But but let me tell you, I was in London. I was – you know, I've been there a couple of times. But oh, I was heard. afraid to cross there. So I was like <laughs> – because the streets are weird. The traffic's going this way, that way. Well, and so then I just looked for people yeah. that knew what they were doing and followed where they crossed. It's very And you can only cross half a street at a time. Yeah. You really can't really make it across the whole street. And if you don't don't know what you're doing, now you can get killed. Yeah. So therefore, you have to follow somebody who knows what they're doing, where, and then you get the. Then I got the hang of where it. Where was it that they had the, the the painted on the road look right? I think maybe was it in England uh, because there were so many American tourists that are used to driving the other side of the road that would well, look left and see nothing coming and walk out in front of a bus. I wouldn't dare get in a car. And drive I a car there because I really don't think I could do it. Glenda, are they on the right side? Of the, yes. Are they on the other side it, in Australia? Yes, and so I've been here. How for do you switch back years, and forth? And I still look the wrong way. Oh, really? When I go to cross the road. Yeah, I, I still will look the yeah. wrong way. Yeah. Well, look both ways, like your mother said. Look both directions yes, before crossing. That's how the I've become. Yeah, you have to look both ways. Very you confusing. Don't feel comfortable anywhere. Oh, I think it was Bermuda where I was. They drive on the left yeah, side. Well, yeah. Well. Yes. I'll stick to driving in America, like, uh, and I'll get a car service or a taxi or something. I'm not trying that. Uh, and I still go to get in the wrong side of the car. You know, yes. I will still on the passenger. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. Just, I just reverse. can't. I just think I'd be all screwed up. It's very confusing. I, you know, I think I did it in St. Martin once. I almost went down a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, if you're looking for a summer getaway. Hey, Marilyn Monroe's East Hampton Cottage is available. I didn't know she had an East Hampton Cottage. Renting the converted converted mill from Memorial Day to... Well, it's available. Well, maybe you should rent it since your house is not ready. From Labor Day. (laughs) And it could cost up to $60,000, which sounds like a lot to people, but it's not really a lot to some of the houses, but it's... You know, it's it, the converter mill is in Amagansett, and it was Marilyn Monroe's hideaway in the summer of 1957 with her third husband, playwright Arthur Miller, as she prepared for her role. Remember this movie? I mean, I wasn't born, but I remember the Some movie. Some like it hot. Some like it hot. You got it. Yeah. And as of Sunday, the property is renting for between fifty to sixty thousand, depending on which of the three brokers handle the listing. Hmm. And uh, there could be Douglas Elliman. That would be cool, staying in the place that she's staying It's located on cool. five acres, and it's a three-floor mill on 64 Deep Lane, and it was renovated in the 50s. So that's something that's a talking point. I mean, like, that's yeah. boasting, right? To say, guess what? Yeah. That's a big lot, right? Yeah. Five acres? Now, you might want to rent this or, well... Lizzie Borden. Now, wasn't she the one that axed Lizzie people? Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And right. when the job was neatly done, she gave her father 41. 
Well, the Massachusetts mansion where Lizzie Borden lived. <laughs> where she butchered her family. After being acquitted of the axe uh-huh. murders, she was acquitted. Oh, she was misunderstood. Okay, of her father her. and stepmother yeah. will soon be open for overnight stays. Can you imagine? No, I don't really want to stay there. Ace would go and okay, stay somewhere Ace like will, that. Okay, Ace will, and he's, he he's not here today, like but we're going to get him to go. Who would want to stay there? Well, listen, and tours. Okay, Is maybe you want to take a tour, but it's open for stays. <laughs> Okay. I didn't realize she was acquitted. Yes, yes. All that blood on her hands. It was just an, uh, it was a mistake. Lizzie Borden and her else. sister moved to Maplecroft in 1894 and lived there until the death of her, her death in 1927. Hmm. Both homes have the same ownership. Her attorney's diaries show a more sensitive side of Borden. Oh, she was I very, guess she was there was another side. That, well, she and could have been a schizophrenic. You have to feel sorry for her because she ended up being an orphan, too. After okay. She killed her parents. Now, Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch. Remember the name? The, yeah, the Mooch. He's looking for a pad closer to the water. So uh-huh. his, the former White House communication director, for about 12 minutes. who informally goes by the Mooch, is looking to sell his Hamptons home less than nine months after buying it. How long was he in the White House? Mm-hmm. Scaramu- Scaramucci spent $8.2 million on the 8,300-square-foot home uh-huh. in Waterville. But now Scaramucci wants to get something closer to the water, possibly in Bridgehampton. Hmm. And that's from the Post. Hampton's developer, Joe Farrell, built the home. And Joe Farrell is probably one of the biggest builders in the Hamptons, if not the biggest, Mm -hmm. and a friend of mine. And uh, it will now be listed on the the Farrell Building Company website. It should hit the market for about $9 Why is the most selling Maybe he must. Well, he's going to spend more if he goes on the water. Yeah. So maybe he made money speaking or something, you know? He was, uh, how long was he there at the White House? Like a week or something? I don't know. Not too long. Yeah. By the way, hats off Long Island. I found this little tidbit, and since I'm from Long Island, I have to tell you. This is Up Island? It's uh, Up Island. Mineola, (laughs) which is the Nassau County where the county attorneys are and all that, Uh uh, was named one of the healthiest housing markets in the state. I don't really know how they came on that. How they measure It is the healthiest housing markets in the state. It ranked among the 10 best housing markets in New York. And the study found that Mineola people stay in their homes for 18 years, which is way longer than most. 18 years? 18 years, and only (laughs) 2.8% of the owners have negative equity. So that's why it's healthy. Oh, negative equity. It doesn't mean it's healthy and health. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not a robust market, yeah. About 3%, and only about 3% of the homes in the town lost value. No other Long Island market broke the top 10. So congratulations, Mineola. Mineola. You never get publicity. No, they finally won So something. now you've got publicity. They never win anything in Mineola. Good for them. Yeah. I'm very happy. So we're happy too. Okay, we're happy for you, Mineola. 18 years. That's a long time. Stay in the house. Well, that's, I think the national average is probably, what, eight? I would think it would be less than that, yeah. All right, we got we got the we news coming We got a break, up. and we're going to be on with our... Famous talk about women and money. Oh, that should be good. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. 
open debate, and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525. 